Hello and welcome to Savage Dating Tips. This is Carolyn Savage, your host. We have a special guest tonight. I think I've been knowing her since 2003. <laughs> I, I was a natural hairstylist for over 20 years and she was like one of my first clients. So I think um, you came first, right, Sandra? Yes, I did. She came first and then her mom came later. We have a few questions. I'm going to ask her a few questions about her um, dating life. So introduce yourself, Sandra. Okay. So uh, my name is uh, Sandra and I was married for a a long time and I'm a new divorcee. Uh, So I, because of the time frame that I was married, uh, a lot has changed since then. So I'm just looking to gain some insight into the 2022 dating scene. Mm. Girl, I, you know, me and my tribe, we call it, our girlfriends, we tr- we call it the trenches. So, <laughs> and, and she was in the military, uh, girlfriend, so she knows, you know, a little bit about that. But no, I call it in the trenches because it's, it, you know, you just... It shouldn't be that way. And I want to, as a dating coach, I want to try to change people's mindset. But we we have to look at it in a very positive way or else we're going to get down and we're going to be like, okay, I don't want to do this no more. Because that's, you know, it, it seems like it used to be easier, of course, you know, before you were married. And how old were you when you got married? Um, I was 28. And at the time, I thought I was old. Girl. <laughs> Oh, come on. That's so young. I got married at 23. So um, 28, I think, honestly, I think that's about a perfect age for a woman. Maybe what do you think is a perfect age for a woman to get married? Well, I mean, I think that it really is an individual thing, but I think that there's a lot of uh, pressure put on women to get married by 30 um, or by a certain age, but it should really be when you feel that you're ready to commit and your career is complete. Yeah. I mean, that's why I said, I think 28 was perfect for you, you know, that perfect age, you know what I'm saying? So, but we ain't going to talk about, (laughs) let's talk about dating. So um, tell me a little bit about your dating journey after you um, got a divorce and tell us how long you've been divorced. Okay, so I haven't been divorced for that long. I think it's been maybe a year or, or two. Uh, so, uh, so uh, dating uh, post-divorce is interesting because, again, uh, a lot of the customs and that I was used to and the etiquette that went along with dating has changed. Mm. And um, I think that it's actually a lot more harder uh, now than it was. Uh, uh, so those are some of the, the challenges yeah. that I'm looking at. And then at. Tell, me, tell me some of the etiquette. Um, you, you know, how many years ago has it been? When you, How many years ago was that? 10 years? That would have been over like 20 years ago since I actually would have been like single, single. Yeah. Um, so God, was, see, okay, so 20 years ago, tell me some of the things that you liked or what was happening compared to what's going on now. Yeah, so I say 20 years ago, uh, communication skills were better. There was better interpersonal skills with people. Uh, So I think that men at that time, uh, 
they would, uh, if they saw a woman out somewhere, they felt more comfortable in approaching a woman and talking to a woman and asking her for her phone number um, and just trying to make that first step as, uh, as I see, see it. And uh, I also think that uh, even when it comes along the lines of when it's time to break up, I felt like communication was a little bit better back then. There wasn't so much ghosting. There would be more of a, a talk. Look, those- can I talk to you? <laughs> even if it was over the phone, they were going to tell you. I've, I've had only, you know, when I was in my, you know, like 1920s or whatever, I had very few where they didn't talk to you at all. But most of them, hmm. they would, you know, they would tell you if they're breaking up with you. Or, you know, yeah. they would talk to you a little bit, but maybe it would, you know how it is, gradually fade away. But they would usually say, hey, let me sit down and talk to you. Especially if you're in a, you know, at least a year, you know, six months relationship, three months. So you said yeah. that's definitely communication. And like mm-hmm. you said, they would holler at you if you were across the street. If you were yeah. like, you know, a long ways away, they had the job to you and get you oh, yes. say, hey, if you were in a club, restaurant, whatever, they had no problem. But we all know it's honestly, it's now, it's because of the dating apps. It's because social media. You, They can yeah. be in the dark, talk to anybody they want. I don't care what they look like. If they have good conversation through their texting, they're going to be able to talk to a woman. So at least she'll talk to them for a while. And that's why some men... They keep you on the app. They keep you on social media because they know they don't look that good or they know that. But now they have that way of doing those things and they can do that. And then I feel mm-hmm. like the communication is because I guess they they feel like they can move on to an- another woman or they have like, you know, what I'm saying it's like a, a what is that called? A buffet, you know? Yes. The swipe left, swipe right culture has made it less of less about you know, always getting to know a person. Now it's like if things don't work out, then they just keep swiping on. Yeah. <laughs> do you go on the dating apps or you don't even do you? Um, no, I tried it once for like a day. Um, and I haven't been back on. Um so I don't know if I do know some people who have met online and have had success stories. So I don't discount it as a, a, a means to meeting someone, but um, I personally, I haven't gone down that journey yet uh, yeah. fully. <laughs> I know. And, and, and Hey, go back and listen to the podcast. I, I talk about five reasons why I hate Bumble and I, I try the dating apps, but my mindset is just not, I am totally not really a, I've learned how to text better. I learned how to message better, but I, it's so hard for me to communicate with people online because I, I need to feel them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I'm a club rat. So I'm not used to that person where they would come up to you and talk to you in the club or something. So I really am not used to the online dating, but I try it. I try it from time to time. Uh, when I'm bored. And then I noticed what online dating does is it makes you attract men. So because you're in that mode of meeting people, 
So once you do get in line and you're just starting to um, text people and message people, then I notice that in the real world, then people start to talk to me more. I notice that. So, hmm. yeah. Interesting. I know. Okay, so let's talk about cuffing season because, okay, girlfriends, I had, we had talked earlier and I said, do you know what cuffing season is? So um, we kind of talked about that. And uh, what, uh, what did you get from what cuffing season is? Well, I got from cuffing season is that it's a uh, time frame where uh, individuals, the summer's over and they've done their traveling and had their possible summer fun and now they're looking to have uh, someone or some, you know, or a pool of people that they can cuddle up with, uh, with uh, Starbucks chai latte and uh, I don't know some smooth jazz, Kenny G, and it's Netflix and sit on the couch and okay. chill. Look, it's usually Tito's, Tito's okay. bourbon. <laughs> But no, I, I, I talk about that because I think a lot of women don't realize that it's it's about to be cuffing season. Usually, like I said, it's about the beginning of November, right before the holidays. Then you got Christmas, you got New Year's Eve. And so the men that wanted to be in the relationship, they they think about it. And then the women, we, we always, women, a lot of women, we're just orientated for being in a relationship period that's just a lot of yeah. it. i think we're changing we'll talk about that later but we're changing in that way but i think we're kind of set up for that and so men usually know like oh yeah she want to be in a relationship she wanted this so they kind of give you what you want but it's a full relationship and then yeah. you you know if they if they invite you to the house or something like that or maybe they maybe they wife you or do something like that or yeah. love bomb you. Who those things? So you think they're being genuine and you think they really want a relationship with you. They never say, you want to be my woman. They never say you want to get engaged. They never say those major things, but they kind of treat you maybe even in public. You know how if a man gives you PDA and he hugs you or he may kiss mm-hmm. you, they'll do all those things. But then and then they'll you know have you at the house. But they will probably not invite you to their family's house. They will not, they'll probably usually have Christmas uh, dinner and all that stuff with their family, then come see you. But you feel mm-hmm. like, oh, he came see me on Christmas. Girl, it's nine o'clock at night. It's nine o'clock, yeah. at, <laughs> nine o'clock at night. Christmas yeah. comes at like six in the morning. So yeah, he exactly. you, and then he gave you some, he gave you some that good D and then, and all that. So it, it seems like a real relationship, but it's honestly, it's not. And then you never get this commitment from this person you know, so have you yeah. ever been in any kind of situations like that? Uh, for is the cuffing season or just yeah. cuffing uh, season? Um, I may have uh, been in that kind of situation, and maybe at the time I didn't recognize it. <laughs> yeah. But crazy. I think it's fine as long as both individuals are good with what they're doing but you're what you're going back to is the lack of actual communication like if if both people are you know are have made it known that okay we're just going to keep this casual this is not going to be anything it's fine but it's when one person has one other thing going on in their mind and then the other person's doing another complete thing that's where there's real issues, I think. Yeah, and and I I hate to I you know as a coach I hate to see that because when I talk to somebody, then mm-hmm. it's like they have no idea, 
And then I have to let them know, like, because you see certain signs. I believe if a man, most men like you after, and you know it, I've, I, my man had what, about after a month, they said they love me. After three months, they want to marry me. Or, you know, it could be a total of six months. And and at a certain age, too, you can get getting married within a year. So most men in that November, December to January, if they have not said, will you be my girl, whatever people say, your boo, your bae, whatever. If they have not said that and let's be exclusive, then they run a game. <laughs> That's how I feel because most men, when they really like you, they, they don't want another man to be um, coming after you and they don't want you to sleep with nobody else. Yeah. You know, and like you said, the communication, they know what they're supposed to do as men. But now, because men are reading books and men, men are looking at them damn videos too. All the stuff that we yeah. as women are doing, men are starting to do that. And they had game before, man, they're, they're up in their game. So they know they can lead you on. And when you say, hey, where is this going? And what's this and that? And, oh, you know, I'm not coming over tonight to give you no sex. They know what to do. They know what to yes. say and do. No, but does it make sense though? Yes, it does. It really does. Um, but um, so do you think that you should, uh, do you think that you, when you first start dating right away, you should ask, uh, like, what do you want out of the relationship? Or do you think it's better just to go with the flow? So this is this is what I think. In the beginning, your your first or second date. Okay, so I know you don't do apps, but other women that do apps, if it says casual, you know how you you they choose what kind of relationship do you want? It says mm-hmm. casual on there. It says, "Hey, let's see where this is going. Let's uh friendship." You see those kind of things in a in a dating app, when you see that run away from that person, you don't click, you do not swipe right on him, right? But in reality, when you're on your first date, I believe that you don't you don't have to interview them, but you just say, you know, what kind of relationship you want. So you're casual, you're having a good time, but you just ask them that, right? So when you ask them that and that person says, and if honestly, if you're marriage minded, you don't say, do you want to get married right away? All that. But I kind of <laughs> just ask them like, you know, what kind of relationship you want, right? So then you do like him. So then you may, and he says, if he says those right things and we call them green flags, if he says some things that line up with, with what you want, then he, oh, I want to get him married eventually. I like long-term relationships. I like committed relationships. I like to talk on the phone. Oh, you know, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He says those <laughs> types of things, right? So yeah. then maybe the guy, you ask him that and he says, you know, I just like to see where things go. And, you know, I like friends and, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of time for dating, but, but you know, that kind of bullshit that, that they run a game. Yeah. They do. That, that's not even running game. They're kind of being honest. But then if you, then he asks you what you want and you say, I want to get married. I want a long-term relationship. I want someone to love me. I want someone to put me on a pedestal. You know how we do. Mm-hmm. You say all that stuff. Then he's going to go kind of with what you say. So he's going to follow you. So be careful on what you say, too. And that's why I say I personally run a little game. And I say, I don't, I don't know if I want to get married or not. I tell, I say that to men. And I tell my clients because I try to give them game. But with men, you ask them only around the first date or whatever. And they gave you that answer. You can, by then, you get to judge if you want to continue in the relationship by, or not with him. Mm. You don't keep going into a relationship with someone that says, 
I just like to see where it goes. I just like to have friends. Oh, and I please believe I've been on dates with men that said I like to have friends. And then I think I went on one more date with him and I asked him to clarify. Hello. Hallelujah. Clarify that. And even Mm -hmm. even when you're on your first date, clarify. And sometimes Mm -hmm. what I do is I'll tell people like, don't be too, like I said, don't put your glasses on and be interviewing them. So that first date is kind of cool. Maybe you are at your little Starbucks. I don't let nobody take me to Starbucks. But the first <laughs> date, but anyway, the yeah. first date is more casual. You just be, I want to see if I like this guy. Second date, maybe you're going to ask him those questions. If you decide to get into it and maybe he did not um, really tell you exactly what you want to hear. And then suppose you're dating with him and dating him and all that. I think like after that month or so, you don't say, where is this going? What do you, what do you think, babe? And this and that, and where are you going? Where are we going? The man is the lead. He's the one that should tell you that he, he, if you listen to him, he's been telling you that. So you should never have to ask a man, where is this going? Da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's yeah. how I feel because if a man really likes you, he's going to lead and he's going to tell you. He's going to start putting you in his future. He's going to start telling you, I, I, I really like you. I this, I that. Okay, what do you do on Friday? What are you doing next Friday? Yeah. Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I do think that ultimately, even though we are in a, a modern day society, that ultimately, I mean, it does kind of lead the dance, uh, lead the relationship. I, I know that some women would think differently but i and maybe i don't know what the statistics are on that whether if a woman being more forward or asking a man out or trying to be make decisions if that works or not but it does seem like it does work better when it's more of a male-led i i i still think from the lot you know being a stylist and talking to a lot of women, I seriously, I have heard one lady, she said she proposed to her husband. I've heard about more people, of course, being more forward, the modern woman, all that. Mm-hmm. But yes, they do get married. Yes, they do get in a relationship. But I still feel like that man, he is not totally into her like you would want a man to be into you. And haven't you seen some relationships where that man is really into his woman? And if a fine, like Beyonce type woman comes walking by, yeah. he barely looks at her like this and he's back at his woman. And I don't care what this woman looks like. You know, we always talk about beauty and standards and how the baddie is and all that. I don't care what she looks like. If he's in love with that woman, he will not stray and be looking at, at another woman because yeah. he's so into her and so because he chose her because he puts her up here and says i chose her you know but yeah. then the women to me that run after their men they got them all that they got them but i ain't gonna lie to you to me i don't hear that the relationship is all that and maybe yes sometimes because the man, he likes an aggressive woman. He likes that. So another thing is, in that relationship, she's going to be like, let's go on vacation. Let's do this. She's going to be the leader because she picked a man that didn't show choose her. And then he's going to be like nonchalant, whatever. Oh, yeah, whatever you want to be. Like, oh, I don't want to. Do you want a man? I don't want a man like that. Yeah, that ultimately will get tiring. I you know. know. Doing that all the time. I know. Yeah, 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 you know. And then so we talked about like what are some of your non-negotiables when you when you're when you're dating? Oh, 
well, I that that was something that I just recently had to start thinking about because it's something that I never really I never had a list or or anything like that. I've been one of those women that had a specific prerequisites or criteria. But um as I've thought more about it, uh for me some things that at at this stage in my life or season in my life that I'm looking for. Um I would prefer having someone that's uh been has their own you know has children prefer you know that way there's no pressure on me um for a woman in my age to try to have children and um, also that way they can have an understanding of kids uh you know as far as like you know their about their background um for me uh you know obviously working, you know, self-sufficient. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's sad, even men over 40. <laughs> yes, yes. Working and then you you want him to have kids because I can't believe some women like over 35 would think, even over 30, would think that a man doesn't have kids. So that's, <laughs> you would rather have him. Does it matter how old the children are? Um, I prefer the kids to be older. I don't want to deal with a, a younger, you know, uh, like infant. Like a three-year-old or something? Yeah, they are. Nick Canyon, Canyon uh, situation. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have 10 kids. My friend was yeah. like, just told me that. She said, Nick Cannon has 10 kids. He is yeah. like, I'm going to say he's about, what, 38 or 40? Yes, exactly. Yes, that's, that's a lot to handle um, because uh, stepping into a role with, uh, a, you know, with a, a man who has a small infant, the him and the, the his child's mother, that's a, that's going to be a diabolical time. Um, so, yeah, so that's one of the things for I look at just, you know, just making sure that they're financially sound. Uh, looking to have uh, to do things in the future. Uh, they're just not stuck in um, any also emotional ruts. Uh, yeah. And then their uh, mental health as well. <laughs> That's, listen, let me listen. That is, I like that you said emotional ruts because I, I like that in their mental health. Yeah. I don't think. I hope that, and that's what I, with most of my clients, that's probably the first or second session that we do. We talk about all these things and the non-negotiables because sometimes we don't even think about that. You got to worry about the man's mental health. Yes, exactly. Because uh, if they have underlying mental health issues, uh, it will impact your relationship, uh, uh, whether you think it or not. Um so that's quite important that they, you know, that that's being treated or if there are any of those kind of things that those could be possible red flags yeah. <laughs> later in your relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, for me, I guess I'm not the most pickiest person as far as like looks. So I don't have uh, prerequisites on a man has to, you know, look a certain way i guess height i mean i would want someone to be you know of a reasonable height my height or taller yeah. but uh and i'm not in I, I really don't also care so much about race 
Um, for me, it's just, you know, what's in within the heart. Uh, so I guess I'm not that overly picky, but I just don't want them to be, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, so the, just those few things, because I, when I was getting a divorce, my first relationship outside, out of the divorce, this guy was awesome. He was really cool. When you talk to him, he had the greatest stories, and he was in the military. We went everywhere. You know, we, he had the good stories, and he was cool, right? But then I noticed he was depressed. And I remember one day I told him, I said, you're depressed. And, and when we dated, it was been like August and around maybe right around the holidays, he started uh-huh. tripping. And uh-huh. then he even told me, you know what? He said he gave me my present and everything before, uh, uh, like a week or so before Christmas and told me that he didn't really want to celebrate Christmas. And so that uh-huh. means he was unavailable. He wasn't into that relationship, but he was going through some stuff. And then I'm the one that said, I think you're depressed. He's like, what? You know how men are. I, no, what? I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know. You need to yeah. see some, cause he was getting, he was divorced and I, me and him had just literally got divorced at the same time. And so men don't even realize that. So you want someone healthy, but I noticed his mind, it wasn't quite in the relationship. It was like, he was going through the motions. And we only mm-hmm. dated for like six months and I, you know, I'm out of a, a marriage and he's going through, but I, I just like, I already know, like, I can't deal with that. And then any yes. men, like you got sociopathic men and we deal with it all. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've dealt with okay. men where they cling to you for everything. And then something is wrong with you, boo. <laughs> something wrong yeah. with you. But, but we yeah. realize it. And then we try to say, babe, why don't you go get help? Or why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? But at this age, huh? I don't want to be doing that. I don't, yeah. I'm not your mama. I don't, I'm not your therapist. Some, some one of my men called me a life coach. No, I'm not your life coach. You know, I'm your yeah. woman. I'm, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to get ready to get married. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to take on, just take that on. And you could, it's your, you know, it's just being a, trying to be a care, you know, almost that changes and puts you into a caretaker role. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and that's honestly, that's what we, we're supposed to be a helpmate. And I do believe that. But then the man, he needs to at least already be in therapy, have his stuff together. Or he could say, I used to be depressed. I used to do this, but now I work out. I do this. And now he's got it all in control. So he could tell you the story of how he used to or something, or you can see that for five years, just like a crack addict. I I don't want to date no crack addict, but hey, yeah. if they were being reformed for 20 years, Hopefully, <laughs> but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Yeah. But then but there would are. Let some... me ask you that. Would you date a, a reform crack addict? Um, well, I, you know, to be honest with you, like, there's, when you're out here dating, you're going to run into people who have to, will tell you about their past. Oh. And um, they will tell you that they've used some different substances. Yeah. Uh, so my stance is instead, long as that substance, you're still not doing those sort of things. I mean, it's up, you know, yeah. you can give them a try, but yes, you got to be on the air of caution because that's something that they may dabble back into again, you, you know, so you have to yeah. just kind of use some discernment. And that's what I'm saying. Like we try not to be judgmental as women, but mm-hmm. then because like you said, I've had men sit, tell me that, right? And then guess what? I broke up with that person. <laughs> oh, I did this. Oh, my God. But see, because I think it was in his 
past, but it was maybe in his, you know, whatever you call it, more current past. And so, you know, I don't know if a man said, yes, I have not done that in 10 years, 20 years. I, I probably would. But a man that says, oh, yeah, a year ago I was doing it. Or and sometimes they don't tell you how much they was doing it. So it's no, they don't. You, know and how then, you just yeah. don't want to be like, OK, I'm, I don't want to date this guy. And I'm going to tell you right now, the more you date, you're going to start immediately like, no, no, no. But then you want to, you know, their heart and everything like that. So I, I don't, I, I'm like you, I'm trying, I'm, I'm an open person. And so, yeah, you want to try to be open to receive more men so that you can get, you know, a good guy as you get older and not be so close. But yeah, like you say, you don't want to mess with too many men that have had, you know, emotional issues, drug issues, um, yes. kinda, you know, things like that. Yeah. I just like logged on to this thing about the men they're doing, taking the red pill and then they're talking about us too. So a lot of men are having issues like, how do you date a woman? How, you know, this man actually literally said, how do you get a girlfriend? I think these men are like in their oh, 20s wow. or like that. But like he said, how do you get a girlfriend? Because I know that you talked about that. So is is that your, one of your non-negotiables? Because you kind of didn't, you said someone that, you didn't, I don't remember you saying really about a really good communicator. Oh, well, I know you kind of touched on that, but was that your non-negotiables? If one of your non-negotiables, if he's not a good communicator? Uh, yeah, I would say that's a a big non-negotiable for me is because for me, like, um, you know, I need, I need someone that I, that's like almost like a primary thing for me is that I need someone that I can hold a conversation with and, that actively listens to me and then I can actively listen and then we can talk with each other uh, about pretty much, you know, just anything. Uh, but there's some, some men uh, that they have lost that art or never had that art of communication. And uh, I, for me, I, you know, I need more, uh, you know, more, um, for me to be able to feel like the relationship is valid. <laughs> I know, yeah. And it's true because, and that's like me living in New Orleans, it's funny because these men, they approach you easily. You know, mm. you, when I first moved here, I think I got two numbers a day, three numbers, no joke, two or three numbers a day, or I would be out and about and I would meet people and I could go on many dates. But I mm. noticed them, they love just to talk about themselves, so they'll tell you long stories and if you listen then you know they'll go on and on like so that's their thing too because i'll see them on the phone and they'll be talking to someone and they just love to talk so it's like uh i personally i said i that was definitely my non-negotiable i have to have someone to ask me questions too because i think that's super important how do you get to know somebody exactly asking you know, intimate questions or just besides what you do for a living, how many kids do you have? And then, you know, just the basics. And then after you go on a couple of different dates, you still have to have huh, those those really good, intriguing questions. And that's what got me into a lot of my relationships. We would, yeah. you know, sit there, music, sit there talking about everything under the sun, our past. And that's how you get to know um, like I said, if he was a crack addict or he was in jail or he um, hates his job or or whatever it is or the, the goals that he has. And then you just listen and then you just love his conversation. But and then what if you did that and then he's not asking you 
exactly um, any, any questions and and it's yeah. sad but i try not to like i on purpose tried to like do you ever do this where you kind of um make yourself smaller so you don't say you know i'm a this in the army or i'm this or i work here or i do this um yeah. I'm ceo of this company you know sometimes i say well maybe i shouldn't say those things and then let him be the because I, I i just dabble in like what can i do different so I'm like, but if we don't want to, you want to have a man where he appreciates you for who you are. You came into that relationship like that, and then you appreciate him, but we're not going to just all only be into you and you ain't into us. You know? Exactly. Yes. And then also going back to even like communication with text, text, text communication. I think it's because I noticed that a lot of guys, they like to just just text you like good morning or good night, but they don't ask you like, how are you doing or how are you feeling? And I'd rather have a person only text me once a week and that text is like, hey, how are you feeling? How was your week? Um, how are things going with you versus someone who's just sending me a, a good morning text, good morning, beautiful text or either some meme and then they don't follow back up with anything else when you try to engage in a conversation. Yeah, it, it, you feel like it's a cut and paste situation, but mm -hmm. that's why a lot of times I always tell people like, then don't text them. So when they do, good morning, beautiful, don't even text them and see what happens and then see, maybe they'll, they'll either call you, hopefully they'll call you, or you just don't respond or you just, they hey, good morning, beautiful, hi. Just give them what they're giving you, and then you don't do more. Because I notice some women, we will go, hi, and da, 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 and my morning is great, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And then we got, like, two fucking paragraphs, and they have good morning, beautiful. Or, you know, so, like, yeah. the same pace, the same energy they're giving you, that's what you're giving them. And those kind of men, they'll move quickly away from them. Or you just tell them, once you do talk to them on the phone or you're in person, you know what? And that's what I tell people. I'm not a much of a texter or I appreciate when you call me. I appreciate, like you said, you give me and say, how am I feeling? It's sad that we really have to communicate and tell men what we want early or else, or we just move on and we can just mm -hmm. move on, not say anything. But I feel like you have to tell them early what you want. And that's just what it is. And, and we just tell them how to communicate with us. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, and that's like dating is a lot of work because you have a son, I have a son. It's like raising a child. And even being in a in a marriage, people think that marriage is the prize, honey. That's when you start doing even more work. So yeah. at first I think earlier on when we were younger, dating was to me easier. Oh, please believe, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was way easier. And then yeah. we didn't, but now I feel like we're already married and, and doing all the work in the beginning. And then, so I guess this is just okay because maybe we'll get a better relationship. If we tell them what we want more and say this and say what we're not going to put up with and say it early and get them motherfuckers out. If, if they're not acting right, then next then yeah. when we do get married, hopefully, Sandra, 
hopefully yeah. <laughs> it will be better and we won't have to have, you know, train them like we did our sons or a puppy. I always say train them like a dog, boo-boo, but train them. Then we won't have to do so much because we trained them during the times we were dating. What do you think yes. about that? Yes, I think it's good to let people know from the beginning of establishing your relationship communication and patterns from the beginning because I think that if you don't start off right then you can't expect once you're married um, or engaged or whatever for that person to you know to to automatically start doing some things that you should have said that you wanted or were bothering you from multiple years ago because those patterns are hard to break yeah and I and I know for sure when I was younger, in my 20s, I would wait and wait and wait. You know, our relationship was great, but then there was something that was on my mind, and I should have told him. And then I wait and wait, and then I blow up, and then I start yelling. So it could be six whole months. I didn't say nothing. And then it's a big argument every six months. If, if we would have an even a better relationship if I would have learned how to communicate in the beginning and say, Oh, I don't like when you do this, this, and this, or the way I explained it. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's much better. I hopefully, I'm over 40. I'm over a certain age that that I can be in a relationship. And I know all my relationships that I've been in since I've been married, you know, as I learned, you know, how to date better and all these things and read lots of books, then I can communicate way, way better. And, And that's, that's, that's what I've learned, and that's why I said that's why I wanted to be a coach because hopefully, hopefully I can, you know, help other women be like, okay, girl, you know, you can't be like this or this and that. Then you're gonna catch more, um, what is it, uh, bees with honey instead of yes. us yelling, instead of us. And honestly, if we have to train men and we have to do that, that's not the dude that I want. I mean, you cannot be over 40 years old. And I gotta tell you that you need to get your fucking uh, clothes up off the ground. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't throw your underwear on the ground. I don't have, I don't know about <laughs> you, but I ain't got time for that. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, yeah but. They're cute and I think she likes this. And as long as I say, hi, beautiful, then she's cool with this and barely say anything to her. Yes, like, no, we need more than that. I mean, if you never pick up the phone to actually have that conversation and talk or either just plan a proper date, the good morning, beautiful, just doesn't mean anything after a while. (laughs) And you done told a million people. Now, let me ask you, do you get good dates? Like when a man wants to go on a date with you, have you gotten some kind of creative dates or he's taking you to some restaurant you never heard of or, a, you know, like a, what is that called? A rock climbing or some shit like that? Um, well, again, I haven't been out in the game too much there. But, <laughs> uh, so I, I haven't been so fortunate to have too many creative uh, dates. I think that a lot of people are, they just kind of like to play it safe with the traditional, you know, let's go out to eat or uh, those sort of things. But um, I think that, that that if you can meet someone, they can plan 
a fun date like that or would be accepting to you planning something like that, that would be great. Because there's also a lot of people that are closed-minded that when you do make suggestions of doing something outside of their box, uh, they are not comfortable or they'll think that, no, um, we don't, you know, I don't do that kind of stuff, you know. I know. Um, and honestly, that's a lot of brothers because I even felt like, hey, maybe I should date some white men or even like, a, you know, um, I've dated a, a guy from South Africa or somebody that's Middle Eastern or something else too. But I yeah. thought about that too because to me, a lot of brothers, I've had to open up to all, because I love to do all type of stuff. So I've had to open them up, even like going to the beach or doing, God damn, going going to the beach or just doing some kind of, you know, activities. Like, what is that where you go on the mystery train? I love my brother because when he tells me about his days, he's married now, but he used to say, yeah, I took her on the mystery train. I took her here. He would try to think of creative things to do. Um, But it seems like you have to be the one to be the creative person. And I personally, at least for the first couple of dates, I like the man to plan. And then of course they're going to put it on us. But I'll say that because I feel like white men, they, they, they just do more interesting stuff. One guy was like, um, you want to go on a bike ride with me? And then we'll go to, um, we have this place called Chloe and you just sit at the pool. So he wanted to go on a bike ride and meet and then finish at Chloe and then just sit by the pool and this and that. But I'm like, most brothers would not plan no damn bike ride. And no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I, you know, people, there's been people where I'm like, oh, do you want to go hiking or do you want to go to this museum with me? And they kind of give you that look like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and only if they really like you or you know how it is. When they really yeah. like you, you got a big old booty. But when, when they really like you, they'll do anything. <laughs> in that relationship, I don't really like museums. I don't, because honestly, I've never had a museum date. I've almost, I almost, I talk about it on my podcast too. I almost had a museum date because guess what? He's the one that planned it. I couldn't believe, <laughs> almost, and a black man. He planned <laughs> it and he said something about this. Um, it was a Nefertiti exhibit. Oh. Believe it. <laughs> but the, the date didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh. And I ended up going by myself, but it's all good. But see, when you see that, and that's the kind of man that I want. I love men that like to do different things. And even if they say, let's travel together, let's do something, they're real, they're serious about it. Because you get a lot of men that say, yeah, I'm going to take you here, I'm going to do this. And they never do. I, I would love a man that just says, let's plan to go to Cancun or let's plan to go to Morocco or wherever. And they actually, you know, follow through. Follow through, yeah. All the sex, hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah, but um, okay, so last last question. Do you have any other, do you have a question for me? Um, Let's see here. So, um, what do you, where do you think are some good places then to try to meet people? Like in the old, you know, in a traditional manner more so. Yeah. And I still think um, people always talk about the gym, but I think it's a good place only if you just keep coming back. A lot of the places that I think of are places that you have to keep coming back to. So like the gym. And then still like, you know how we're doing a lot of Zoom um, networking. 
go mm-hmm. to Eventbrite and they have like, you know, you can do a speed dating in person. I think those I've, I've, I've hosted those and I've been to those. A uh, speed dating is really good. You just find your age bracket. They have those, you know, so you can do face to face. And then people forget about the um, like a golf course. And if you're you don't care about, you know, because they ain't gonna, they're going to be one percent black men there. But the golf course, like going there and having lunch in the middle of the day, because most men, most men that play golf, they they're, you know, maybe retired or they they just have a day where they can just do whatever they want in the day. So I think that's a good place to go for like you can go in the middle of the day or you can go for like a happy hour. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, happy hour hotels, like the nicer hotels. If like, I think you're open just like I am. I don't care if he doesn't live in my town. Cause what if I want to move? And I just, you know, so if, if someone comes here and uh, like, uh, we have the four seasons bar and so people have conventions and things like that. So, um, I think those are good places. Um, what is another good place? Um, any kind of, if it's a, like a, well, you guys don't have a lot of festivals, do you? Uh, Seattle, Not, uh, yeah, only at certain times, but yeah, um, just I, I think network events. When I used to live in Seattle, I would look on meetup.com and I would look on Eventbrite, and then I would just pick kind of like a hobby, or I'm always into business, so I would pick it like I picked a um, what is that called? It was a tech convention, and then oh. I would pick that. And then I said, I don't even know anything about tech, but I'm going. And girl, I met a lot of men. And then you get to put your little name tech on. They make you network. And so I would meet a lot of people like that because they want you to be able to say, hi, what do you do? And so to me, networking events are really, really a good way to meet people. Oh, well, thank you for giving some suggestions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) And, you know, getting outside your box, because I know we can easily go to a restaurant, we can go to a bar, but just trying to, like, just let me get out my comfort zone. And and that's why I said I went to the tech event. When I was a hairstylist, I had red hair, big old fucking afro. And then I said, I'm going to go to a tech event. I have, and then they were like, why are you here? And then one guy, that's that was a great conversation, because I had two guys talking to me, and they were wondering why I was there. Because I'm yeah. not in the tech industry, but and they were really nice looking white dudes. They was tall, but yeah, just getting out your comfort zone, definitely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. thanks for talking to me, Sandra. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Great. All right. Well, you yeah, have a good night. I hope you guys have a good night and enjoyed the conversation. If you would like to join in on Savage Dating Tips Conversations, Hit the link below and leave a voice message and I will definitely get back to you. Thank you for any support of the channel. You can also hit a link to donate or you follow the channel and we do a new podcast every Sunday at 10.